It's time for the Power Hour of Love, starring Charbol and El Bandito. Welcome to the Fiesta. Hey everybody, welcome to the Power Hour of Love, starring Charbol and... El Bandito. Hey El Bandito, how you doing tonight? Ooh, I'm doing great tonight, senor. We we have an extra special, super awesome show for everyone tonight. Oh yeah, man. What a, what an action-packed weekend weekend <laughs> that we've had so far. Absolutely, man. Once they kicked off E3 earlier this week, we knew that we would be talking about practically nothing else through the entire show today. Absolutely. But we did want to start the show off by letting everyone else know about all of the like cool, exciting things that we did leading up to the event, and oh, yeah. then the whole rest of the show is going to be pretty much about E3. So. <laughs> Absolutely. All those new releases and games and just everything that's going on in the... Uh, electronic world so but like you said yeah we're going to tell them a little bit about the weekend prior to e3 so well let me tell them a little bit about what we did earlier in the weekend el bandito like we like to play a lot of games but not just the games that you know you play on your console and stuff we also like to play some of those old school tabletop style you know like D and all these other cool things well we've been playing this game system called gurps which stands for the generic universal role-playing system. Before all the RPGs took over on the consoles and gaming systems and stuff like that, we used to play them with some dice and some pieces of paper and things like this. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we still like to go old school once in a while, and we did. Senor Boyle put together this exciting adventure from the GURPS campaign, which is part of the Steve Jackson Games line of uh, board games and stuff like that. So why don't you tell them a little bit about the GURPS system what's cool about gurps well i think one of the coolest factors is is that you only need three dice to play and that's three of the six-sided dice that are the most familiar i'm sure a lot of you guys out there have seen some of the D dice which are cool you know we like sure. three, you know we like our d20s and our d8s and 12s and stuff but what's cool about this is you get to use your very standard d6s and you only need three of them yeah so. you can steal them out of your monopoly game <sighs> grab one out of clue and you're good to go you need three of them but three just regular old dice like that and you can build your whole game and also because it's generic and universal the whole thing is built off a point by system and your core rule book that you get that's also like your player's handbook sort of thing has everything in it for you to purchase and buy to run any type of campaign that it's indicated next to each piece, like what you can use for a space campaign or an Old West one or something yes, like that. So yes. you could have something like Quick Draw. You know, Quick Draw lets you pull your weapon out quick, but you can do that in any time frame and any scope of space. But you may find another ability that's like grow an extra limb. And that's only for like alien or super powered or futuristic campaigns. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And each thing has a point value and you buy it and you can make characters that fit into a variety of scenarios, making it generic. Absolutely, man. And that's what really drives the system is that, you know, while a lot of these other, you know, uh, RPGs have like books and stuff based on, you know, different um, environments or times and stuff, 
this you could literally create anything you want. So yeah, you're not stuck in the fantasy world of medieval times or anything like that. You know, or you're not stuck in the future with your shadow runs or whatever yeah. like that. Instead, you can be anywhere you want to be. And Senor Bull came up with one of the coolest games I've played, one of the coolest <laughs> game ideas, and he set us up in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Not too far removed from Fallout mm-hmm. or Mad Max. It's kind of oh, yeah. right in the tapping into the same vein of both of them. And we're playing through this kind of like weird, bizarro future that he created. Why don't you <laughs> tell the, the listeners a little bit about it? Well, yeah, th- we're definitely playing in a, uh, a world that's kind of been developed over the last few years. But we we're actually located in Mexico for this campaign. So, But the whole thing about it is that... Um, while like you know all the bombs and stuff dropped in the US and just made a real mess of things with you know the waste and the nuclear fallout that uh, uh Mexico wasn't as affected so like they were able to kind of come up from their underground dwellings and uh you know collect more vehicles and stuff <laughs> and armor them up and stuff so it's almost now you know, everybody's trying to flock to Mexico to like try to get away from, uh, you know, the badlands. Absolutely, much, so. man. So, yeah, we're like the illegal aliens coming <laughs> from the U.S. into Mexico and Absolutely. trying to establish our livelihood and get set up and stuff like that. But of course, we're quickly put in indentured servitude, you know, <laughs> sold to the, you know, Mexican military and everything. Yep. And, you know, we, we escape and try to live lives on our own and, Man, it's just super awesome. It's very cool. If you get a chance to check out Steve Jackson Games, they usually have them at some brick-and-mortar comic stores and stuff like that. They also got them on Amazon and online and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So check it out. Grab some of these GURPS book and create your own RPG. You know it, man. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And, hey, it's great to get together with individuals. We know we all like to play with people online and stuff like that, but it's nothing beats having the, you know, the people hanging around the table. Lots of good memories are created. I mean, we people that we've played with for years will come back and they'll reference stories that we played with them, you know, almost 10 years ago. And that, that, that means something, you know, that it's, Absolutely. it's, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's some really great, like multiplayer matches online that people also reference, but sure. Yeah. Just... Everything has its caveat of being exceptional, but the one thing that's truly great about playing a tabletop game that you're imagining and building as you go along is that there's no rules. There's no limitations of hardware or compatibility. Exactly. Like you can play with anyone you can do anything that you can imagine, and GURPS is the kind of system that has any kind of crazy thing you can think of. I mean, if I get turned into a marionette puppet during one of my <laughs> games, you know, I'm going to be able to grab the strings that are attached to the little T-handle and swing it around and clobber evil cats in the head or whatever, you know? <laughs> Absolutely, Al Bandito. Like you said, it's a real blast. Yeah. And yeah, definitely we're a big uh, proponent of of uh, tabletop gaming. Yeah, so. so before we get into all of the E3 and electronic games that we're going to talk about tonight, we wanted to remind you guys to take the time once in a while to get out there and roll some dice. It builds character. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, El Bandito. You want to hear about some other stuff I've been doing like at home that, that I've been having a lot of fun with? Man, you're not supposed to be talking about that in public. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, okay. What well, else you got going okay, on? Okay, maybe I shouldn't talk about that part. But, you know, as we were saying, you know, as much as we love the tabletop gaming, we also love playing games on the computer and the Xbox and, you know, all of our systems. I've been revisiting some games from the past with Day of the Tentacle and Leisure Suit Larry Reloaded. 
Man, Day of the Tentacle sounds like that other thing we were talking about and you not talking about on the radio. <laughs> well, I don't know if you're as familiar with that one, El Bandito, but that's actually the sequel to Maniac Mansion. Oh, okay. So it I'm was, familiar with Maniac Mansion, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like in the 90s, uh, it's not the original team that did Maniac Mansion, but these other two guys that were getting really big into like the point and click adventures, they made it, but it's like a, it's almost like an interactive cartoon. Oh, okay. And it's been dubbed like the greatest you know, point and click adventure game of all time wow it's just just that like monumental you know it's probably it hit like that level i mean there's some other games like grim fandango and of course Mm. uh the legend of monkey or the secrets of monkey island that are up there too but like yeah day of the tentacle is the one that most people remember i even posted on my facebook that i was playing it and people that i would have never even have thought (laughs) would have played this game were like dude where did you find that like you know so it was it was cool you know it was yeah it definitely sounds like something i'm gonna have to check out man that sounds super cool but the other one you mentioned i'm very familiar with i thought little bendito a lot about picking up women's (laughs) (laughs) leisure suit larry man what a trip same thing though it's been uh it's been remastered so it looks a lot better than it used to it's actually really done well with like the animation and Mm, stuff okay and uh you know it's surprisingly a lot more cleaner than what i (laughs) i remember i don't know if they toned that down because you know it being no uh, no no just the internet came out and now we're much more perverse than we were when we were kids (laughs) you're absolutely right man i mean it still has all the classic stuff in there like sleeping with the hooker and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but it's like it it is it's it's so much more like South Park rate, like like that like level of, mm-hmm. you know, something you could see on Comedy Central instead of like an adults-only game. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure <laughs> if they did a kind of predecessor to Leisure Suit Larry nowadays, it would be like rated X. Yeah. It would be like, whoa. <laughs> well, you know, some of those old DOS games like that Sierra put out, like mm-hmm. they had to put on their adults-only because yeah. of the content because they were yeah, afraid yeah. the kids would get I remember playing King's Quest, I think maybe six, and there was like a mermaid in it that someone drew out of pixel art. Uh, that oh my god you were just like yeah but yeah. King, that's perfect that's right up that alley mm-hmm. man of like those old point and click and adventure games sierra was a huge company yeah, when it yeah. came to that, that sierra was, was great they used to make yeah. a detective one with a woman yeah that you played as i don't remember what it was called but we'll have to uh, look that, that was, up that was a good one yeah they're recreating a lot of those because it seems like these point and click games are on the rise with all the ipads and stuff like mm-hmm, that it makes mm-hmm. it nice and easy to click so oh absolutely man but yeah if you're looking for an old school cool game to grab you may want to be thinking to grab it send it up to your pops and he may really appreciate it because this sunday is father's day absolutely everyone get out there and appreciate your dads and you know like, like al bandito said get them something nice you know, yeah definitely like, get them a beer a tie you know whatever it is your dad's into you'll know what it is better than we do and i know we dedicated a whole episode to mother's day and stuff like that but dads are the unsung hero yeah so that's know. all we're going to talk about <laughs> but, you know we got to talk about a guy that was like almost like a father to a lot of young Hell, folks yeah but yeah and this this is going to be our our, our 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 down point of the show you know in the sense of you know everything else we'll be talking about we'll be really excited about but we definitely have to mention that just recently Adam West passed away. Absolutely. Yeah. Earlier this week, you know, the father of oh, yeah. cinema Batman, the mayor of Quahog and family yes. guy. Yes. I'm sure a lot of younger listeners know him as that. Yeah. Um, but just iconic, a legend, you know, one of those actors who was not afraid to have fun, you not take it. himself too seriously, you know. And he wanted to always be a good guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. We know Batman's a good guy, but, mm-hmm. you know, he has his methods now that are course a little more on the darker sides sure. you know and like he was all even in some of the older episodes of batman he'd be like you know 
make sure you use good grammar, Robin, you know, and stuff <laughs> like that. It was like they were trying to, you know, really swing that. But I got to tell you, man, I know my dad, mm-hmm. he used to tell me that like Batman was like the, you know, the house of cards and the, and it, they were, it was <laughs> yeah. a super popular oh, show yeah. when it came yeah, out. Yeah, it was like, like the most iconic show of its time. And, you know, we may look at it today and a lot of young people not get the fact that like it's so campy and so crazy, mm-hmm. but the idea in the 60s being that like, you know, comic books were campy and cartoony and things for kids. So when it came to being produced for television, you know, it kind of almost became a challenge unto themselves that they wanted to see how corny and how crazy (laughs) they could make it to the point where like that first movie they made, Mm -hmm. you know, he has like the bat shark repellent on his belt and he pulls it out (laughs) and sprays it on a shark that has like consumed his entire leg. Exactly. And he's fine. It just falls off. He's good. He's Batman. He's Batman. He's trying to throw a giant bomb and then like, you know, he's running around and he looks over the edge and there's a bunch of nuns and he's like, oh, I can't throw it there. And he runs over here. There's a bunch of Boy Scouts. Can't throw it there. Best line though. Sometimes you just can't get rid of a bomb. (laughs) It was great. I mean, I have to say, like, you know, like, I I know a lot of people probably know this, but I love, like, the Julie Newmar Catwoman. Like, just the way she looked, it was, like, perfect, you know? So it's like, yeah, that that, that whole series has a special place in my heart. And then, you know, Adam West, he lived a good life. He was 88 when he passed away. Unfortunately, he did pass away due to a bout with uh, leukemia. You know, Mm -hmm. he had just started, you know. So, but, you know, definitely I know a lot of people have met him. I actually, uh, I didn't get to meet him directly, but I went to an event where he talked that. And then I got to take a picture with the Batmobile when I was like eight years old. My sister took me to that. So I was like, like, I do remember that. Like, you know, he was still like a pretty like suave looking dude at that time, you know? (laughs) So it was like, yeah, it was, it was, it was really cool. So definitely, you know, rest in peace, Batman 66. Absolutely. And we're going to take a moment to pay some tribute to Mr. Adam West with a track here by Thugmaster J, aptly titled Adam West.
that was Adam West by Thugmaster J. Oh, man, that's a great track. What did you think of that track, Senor Boy? Oh, man, it's it's one of my favorites, man. Like, I mean, Jay puts out a lot of great stuff, but that one definitely is up there on my top list. Absolutely, man. And what's really cool about that, I remember going back, we played that on our very first episode. Yes, we did. You know, you know, Thugmaster Jay was nice enough to say, yeah, man, we'd, we, I'd love to give you guys some stuff to use. And just around that time, he had uh, just released his album, moon vegas which adam west comes off of you guys can check that out on Bandcamp. so definitely go out there and then check out some of the more awesome tracks that come off of that one we also uh have heard that uh thug master jay has promised some new material and news coming our way really soon there's also some rumors buzzing around that his supergroup Magitech might be making a return as well. Oh, nice. Okay, so some super reunions. <laughs> Absolutely, man. It would be great to see Magitech again. You know, they always get together and they put on a, a great show and 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 just their their sound. They always had like a uh, industrial nerdcore sound. Yeah, you know, like definitely. The, I know they they brought the house down at the first Reunite concert a few years ago here on the Treasure Coast. Absolutely. Lots of fun, lots of good stuff, lots of humor. And we love that. Like just the the the, the stuff they're talking about in those songs we all grew up with. So it's like it's right there, you know, Adam West. <laughs> yep. Well look at that. Everyone's favorite super group leading in to everyone's favorite segment. Oh yeah. What is it, El Bandito? Video Game Zone. Oh, oh man, this is going to be a big one, huh? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Just in time for E3, we've got all the latest news for all you crazy cats out there to know about all of the latest stuff and keep up to date. And it's super exciting. E3 this year, first time ever, open to the public. Yeah, you know, people got to wait in line and get in there and see these uh, conferences and test out this new stuff firsthand. Absolutely, and and it makes sense as to why Bethesda went through the whole Bethesda land thing. Exactly. You know, if if it was just going to be a lot of uh, regular, the public going to get to come in. You know, this was really an attraction for them. You know, really something cool. And I saw some of the clips of the Ferris wheel there. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah, say. The, yeah, the themed restaurants where you could go and get themed <laughs> food. You know, they had like Doom ribs and stuff. That's you know. Awesome, man. Yeah. I would have loved to have gotten to do that. Oh, absolutely, man. When, when they show they have the little skull head shot glasses <laughs> that they're doing flaming like demon head freaking oh, shots really? out of, I was like, holy shit, that's awesome, man. So, that would have been a blast. Yeah, that looked really cool. But, uh, you know, things kicked off for the rest of us who were watching at home on Sunday mm-hmm. uh, with Microsoft's conference. unveiling finally the details about Project Scorpio. Yep, which is now known as the Xbox One X. Absolutely, man. And it was kind of a cool intro that they said, you know, nothing is greater than the power of X. (laughs) So they went ahead and named it the One X, uh, kind of following in the footsteps of the one S, yes, you know, being kind of like the slim version of, of the Xbox One. Yep. Um, but Which speaking of its size, right? You know, the the the, the uh, One X is is a lot smaller than any of the former consoles. Yeah, but. absolutely. It's supposed to be the smallest Xbox ever built, so it's even smaller wow. than the original Xbox, smaller than the Slim, all that stuff. That's pretty cool. 
it looks like it's even smaller than the the PS4 Pro and mm. stuff like that. So it's a very small console, although it weighs a ton. That's true. They that say like it eight? weighs like over eight pounds, <laughs> you know, and like having lugged weapons around the field playing airsoft and stuff like that. Like eight pounds is a lot to like lug around. That is, <laughs> that is. I mean, definitely, you know, when you think it's like big things come in small packages, I guess, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a lot of power comes in small packages, apparently. Uh, considering the Xbox One X is the most powerful gaming system created to date. So super great. We've got some actual specs on it here for anyone that's interested. I think my favorite was the fact that they rated their GPU at a whopping six teraflops of performance. Wow. Now that's a lot because I don't even know what the hell a teraflop (laughs) is. I I had to go look this up and apparently like a PS4 Pro Mm -hmm. um, has 4.2 teraflops of performance. Oh, okay. So a marginal difference. And that's kind of the all around thing is that it is kind of next level, but Mm -hmm. in the sense of like they didn't really leap any hurdles here it's kind of the next logical step but they're just getting way ahead of the game by taking that step first you know what i've heard el bandita is a great analogy i read it online recently that almost every gaming system that comes out Mm -hmm. is probably just as powerful as like the highest rated computer two years before sure and when we say highest rated, we're not talking about the you know $800 $800 thing you pick up at Best Buy. We're talking about like, you know, a three or four grand computer yeah. that has all the top notch stuff in it. So yeah, mm-hmm. the fact that they're pumping this much power into a, you know, into an Xbox, like it's yeah. going to be pretty cool. And and what's funny is like using your analogy, like this is a computer that's made for gaming as opposed exactly. to anything else. Exactly. Because when you look at the specs on an Xbox One X or a PS4 Pro, they both sound like the kind of console a hardcore gamer would buy. Exactly. Because the GPU is the strongest thing in both consoles. Absolutely. Then anyone yep. who's ever priced out or built a computer knows your GPU usually costs as much as like <laughs> half of the rest of the fucking computer, you know? Absolutely. Uh, yep. But yeah, rocking it. six teraflops of GPU, uh, 12 gigabytes of GDDR5 RAM, which is super freaking hot because oh, that's yeah. like, some expensive badass RAM. I think it was like the one thing I didn't get on my new computer that I was like, no, I could I could go with just a DDR5. That's I don't need the G. That's fine. Uh, one terabyte of storage, which they say is actually going to be uh, a higher rated hard drive. Yeah, you know, because the normal Xbox One had that very low rated one. I think it was a fifty two hundred RPM. I know we've seen um, that too with just the loading of of games that are yeah. saved. It sometimes it takes like almost a minute for something to yeah. Yeah, it, that, and a hey, spoiler alert that was our power tip of the video in our prey video that's yes. still on YouTube, available for you to check out. You know, head over to Power Hour Love over at YouTube and you'll be able to check out our Prey playthrough and review video there. Oh, it's getting great reviews as well. People that have watched it have told me personally that like they love it. So definitely don't miss out. Go out right now and check it. Well, go out after the show and check it out. <laughs> <laughs> now, it also has the eight CPU cores processors in the Xbox One. Now, the PS4 Pro also has an eight core mm-hmm. uh, set of processors there. Um the big difference is 2.1 gigahertz for PS4 Pro, mm-hmm. 2.3 gigahertz each for Xbox One X. So a little bit of a performance jump there. Again, everything kind of just seems marginally better, just just the next logical sure. step. Kind of the biggest selling point being the optical drive, which is going to run 4K and HDR. Yeah, that's you know? definitely, I think, going to turn a lot of heads for yeah. like these people that are all buying 
new televisions and stuff. And yeah, and I, I'm not due to buy a new TV yet. The one <laughs> I've got's pretty kicking, pretty good. You know, a 2K Same TV, here. fine, yeah. whatever. You know, but when you do get a 4K TV, by the time you do, you're gonna want one that not only does 4K but does HDR oh, and absolutely. has the high dynamic range. Yeah. Now, a lot of people probably don't know the high dynamic range. That's pulling the best color spots out of both the mids, lows, and highs of each set of colors in every picture and of every frame that comes by. So it's yeah. pretty badass technology. Oh, absolutely. Again, this is the thing that's gonna double the price of a TV that you buy. <laughs> you know, I mean, you want to go from uh, 2K or even 1080 up to 4K. You know, that that that's not a super big deal. You know, you're yeah. gonna spend six, seven hundred dollars, get maybe a 50 inch TV. Yeah. You know, and get a good brand. You're gonna get a Samsung, a Sony, an LG, something like sure, that. Sure. You know, for only about seven hundred dollars and get a 50 inch. That's really not bad. That's it's what we paid for 1080s when they first came out. Oh, you Actually, we it. probably paid more than that. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, they were expensive. Um, but an HDR TV that's also 4K. That's going to put you about fifteen hundred to yeah. two thousand dollars somewhere in there. Yeah, they definitely um, they add up. Yeah, you know, so they, that's an important feature that's going to give Xbox One X the kind of longevity that PS4 Pro may not have. Absolutely. Um, but other than that, the PS4 Pro is obviously available now mm -hmm. uh, with a nice uh, price point of three ninety nine, not mm -hmm. terrible. Mm -hmm. um, the release date for the One X is going to be November seventh this year, right? Yeah, yeah twenty seventeen. Not much longer. Yeah, just just a, a few months away. Uh, its U.S. price, of course, going to be four ninety nine, which a lot of people kind of scoffed at, but mm -hmm. it, it was the price of the xbox one when you first came out sure so you know, shouldn't be too surprising yeah i don't see that i mean i've rarely seen a next gen console be the same price as its predecessor yeah and while the xbox one x can debatably be the next level because it's definitely better than the xbox one mm -hmm. but is it really like the next level of shit i don't know it kind of seems like what we all wished we got with the <laughs> xbox one and this is kind of like oh, this is kind of what we had in mind it just took us a fuck of a lot longer <laughs> to build it than we thought um but to pay another 4.99 yeah, um, it, it might be worth a wait. You know, the nice I agree. thing, is, yeah. The one nice thing I can say is really cool is that we can continue to use our Xbox One. We can continue to buy peripherals for it, controllers, remotes, you know, Rocksmith attachments, whatever sure. kind of shit we want, and all that's going to work on the Xbox One X because yes. it's all in the Xbox One line. And it's all going to stay together. So big news out of Microsoft there. And that is just the tip of the iceberg. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, even though we've got the One X coming out, you know, one of the biggest announcements I think that also came out of the thing is that you're going to now be able to play games from the original Xbox on your Xbox One X. Absolutely. So. It's completely backwards compatible. And we're going to have to check because uh, were they going to open that library to the Xbox One as well? I believe so. I think they said that that's for the whole Xbox One family. Yeah, so I don't yeah. think that's exclusive, but they're saying, of course, they're going to play the best on the Xbox <laughs> One X. So, oh, yeah. yeah. The downsampling on that, I think a lot of people don't realize like what that is, but they did mention that during the conference, and I thought that was badass, right? Now, to, uh, think about this. Uh, you know, you have your picture. It's 4 k mm -hmm. right? It's made in 4K. That's its native format. Yes. And you want to play it on a 1080 TV. Your system has to take that 4K picture and divide it by by 4 to make it 1080, you know, because gotcha. 4K, 1K, it's got to cut it. So when they do that, that downsampling degrades. Imagine 100 pixels in a square and you suddenly have to cut out 
75 of them. God. The 25 yeah. that yeah. are left could be any color, any kind of mod <laughs> podgy mess of what those other pixels were, you know? So the downsampling thing is saying that it preserves that kind of pixel detail mm-hmm. as it shrinks down. And when they were saying that they created their own system for downsampling 4K down to 2K and 1K, yes. I was like, holy shit, that's great. Because even right now, if you downplay like... Uh, think think of it this way. This is the best example. If you hook up an HD game to a CRT TV, uh-huh. you know how it looks really fucking weird yeah, and like yeah, kind of yeah. square and clunky? Sure. This was going to get rid of that wow. and make sure that they transfer over and the images looks the same and crisp. Well, that's pretty awesome, man. And definitely, like we said, the backwards compatibility, just the fact that you're going to be able to play your original games, you know, using the original disc to access them. And you don't have to replay, repay mm-hmm. for them, which I know you have to do through Sony's network. Right. And also through the virtual console. Yeah. The fact that you can use those old discs to get that game again, you've already paid for it and you mm-hmm. own it. So guess what? You get to play it again. So that's a really cool feature. Heck and yeah. it's innovative. You know, it's like you can't do that on Nintendo. I'd like to see you try to put that big ass square cartridge inside the <laughs> The, you know, the Switch, so. No doubt, man. And it's really cool, like you said, the, the PlayStation 2, when it was backwards compatible with the PlayStation 1 games, it blew people's minds, mm-hmm. you know? The reason the PlayStation 3 didn't come out with backwards compatibility is because the discs read differently. Yeah. You know, a CD reads differently than a DVD reads differently than a Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. You have to have different lenses all built inside of the player to be able to read all the different levels and layers and crap like this, right? So Xbox got rid of all of that. And when you put your disc in, it just analyzes it, says, yes, this is the appropriate disc downloads it from the freaking media library and then you can play it you're good to go happy as a clam and not only is it going to be able to play the 360 games but like senor Boyle said this is going back and going to play the original xbox games like the first xbox so you're not talking it went back one system and is backwards compatible this thing is multi-generational three generations that can play all on the same console pretty freaking awesome absolutely and Real quick here, we're going to list off some new Xbox games that are coming out that I know these aren't just exclusive to the Xbox family. You know, you know, some maybe are, but others aren't. But one that I know a lot of people are wanting to check out is this upcoming Cuphead game. Have you heard about this one? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's the one that all the animation is done in like a 1930s style oh, yeah. of cartoon. Yeah. Um, so innovative that like uh, animation museums around the country have been contacting the creators of the game to you know, study how they emulated those old style of, of that's so cool. animation. That's great. And that's coming at us in September on September 29th. Absolutely, man. My favorite one that they announced, Assassin's Creed Origins. Oh, yeah. Taking it all the way back to some pyramids and shit. We're going to go battle <laughs> to Aya Ra, and we're oh, going to yeah. assassinate fucking ISIS, whatever, <laughs> you know? <laughs> coming out 1027. That's October of this year. Oh, man. That's going to be pretty wild. Then if you, you know, if zombies are your thing, like they're pretty much everybody's thing now, <laughs> they're going to be coming out with the sequel to the hit Xbox game, which is State of Decay 2. So, yeah, this one, I did play the original, which was yeah. really cool. You could play, like, a bunch of different characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so the game would continue to play while you were gone. So, like, sometimes you'd come back and you'd be like, holy shit, like, what happened to all my survivors? They got attacked. <laughs> you know, like, it, you had to do certain things before you turned it off to, like, make sure you were safe. You know, nice. and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. But the sequel to that's coming out, it looks very interesting. It'll be cool to see what they've cooked up for the Xbox One. And that's going to come out in spring of 2018. Absolutely, man. I really love the way that looks 
look to looked like very innovative AI when you saw yeah. that like dog monster bear thing kind of <laughs> like it was going to fall off a cliff and oh, stuff. Oh yeah. Really yeah. cool stuff, but I am super psyched. The fall of 2018, so we got a ways to wait. They're coming out with Anthem. That that one surprised me, and I'm yeah. I'm right there with you. I'm like, I'm stoked to play that one. Yeah, that one came out. It's a you in an exosuit. It's customizable, kind of armored core style. You know, you can give it funky legs and all sorts of crazy shit. But you get to be your own personal Iron Man, fly yep. around, save the fucking alien space universe. I mean, shit, that looks bad. Going under the water, yeah, flying through the air, fighting the different deciding, giant monsters, like, giant robots. I like when she was like, "Yeah, let's not deal with that today," and they just. <laughs> left you know it's yeah, like that's yeah. cool. you're like a mercenary team yeah. so like the first question i got from you know my cousin i was sitting with watching it he was like dude do you think you get to be a bad guy do you think you get to just go and like fuck people up if you want <laughs> i was like hey man if you're a mercenary you can do what you want but it's a game we'll see man absolutely but, yeah so that's their new lineup coming out as if all those new backwards compatible games weren't enough they're throwing a bunch more that are all going to be exclusive at least on release yeah um so you know how that is a couple months later they may come out ps4 computer and stuff like that but for the time being it sounds like microsoft is coming out hard at e3 sure. they had an awesome day on sunday but we still have tons more games to come out with and i feel like man we're gonna need to continue this on the other side of the break but don't worry we've got infinite lives with mega ran you know we all die this is fun. but the goal isn't to live forever but to create something that will I'ma disagree, cause you can live forever and forever doesn't cease. Live through your creations and the people that you teach. So I live through my music eternally through the beats. First email says I'm digging that verse. The next four emails, I'm missing that merch. You can't take it with you, and so I never intended to. For my last interview, this is the gift I'm sending you. Never gonna die. once 
Well, I beg to differ, cause you can live forever through the feelings you deliver. From the first raindrop to the rush of a mighty river, I give you the bigger picture. Glitcher and leave a fissure, open and full of hope, and it's smoldering like a coaching. But seeing with caution, we'll never fear your garden garden. Everybody who got it and left my memory clouded, I decided instead of complaining, I'd do something about it. Forever's not a time, it's a place of a state of mind. No, they never gave me mine, I elected to stay behind. There's deeds I need done, pages I haven't filled, places I haven't been through, mistakes I haven't killed, lives I haven't touched, and words I need to say. Tell me who needs forever when all forever's the day. If I die, it's right on time, it's meant to be this way. Now tell me who needs forever, all forever's the day. Come on. Infinite That was Megaran with Infinite Lives. Oh, man, Megaran always does it right. You know it, man. It's pretty exciting, too. He just got back from his European tour. Super successful. Nice. And Megaran's going to be hitting a few uh, conventions throughout the summer. But one of the biggest shows I saw on there was that on July 2nd, he's going to be doing a, a show with MC Chris at the famous Viper Room. Oh, out in L.A.? Yep. Yeah. Wow, okay. Pretty, pretty big stuff. So. Heck yeah. Well, yeah, good Good on him, man. Keep living the dream. You know it, and you guys can check him out at uh, megaranraps.com, and he's definitely on iTunes, Spotify. You know, go out there and give him some love. Absolutely. That's what we're all about here at the Power Hour of Love is spreading the love, so send some Megarans way. You know it, man. But guess what? We're not done spreading the love out to E3, baby. Oh, they got it's a lot. Too big to just contain in one segment. <laughs> you know it. They got a lot more stuff coming at you. We're gonna hit you up with that info on these new releases right now. Oh yeah, man. Why don't you start this one off? We know we got a lot of Minecraft fans out there. Oh, absolutely, man. Now this was pretty exciting to me. Not because I'm a super big Minecraft fan. I mean, I like it as much as the next guy, but. What they did to Minecraft has blown my freaking mind. What's up? They have become the first game to get out there and universally play across PC to mobile and to consoles. Wow. Sony, Nintendo, Xbox. You're going to be able to connect with every other player on every other device in the world of Minecraft. That's pretty monumental right yeah, there. Yeah, there have been some lofty people who have tried to take <laughs> this on before and have failed, but with the introduction of even a mobile game service, Minecraft yes. has not only done the impossible, but they took it one level farther uh, on, on mobile. So it is pretty, pretty impressive that they're doing that. Hopefully this is a, 
opening a doorway that a lot of other games can follow in the future. I hope so. Yeah, and, that would uh, be cool. Yeah, and we can see what goes on from there. I mean, I know there's a lot of issues with like the speed and frame rate of computers versus different consoles and having people play competitive gaming. Sure. But a mostly cooperative game like Minecraft where people yeah. can get together and build and create and make beautiful things and you know, just live in this kind of awesome environment and interact with people is truly amazing. Uh, they're coming out with a new graphics pack uh, that I believe has already been betaed or featured on PC, mm -hmm. um, but it's going to be making the game look more polished, uh, more, more kind of real life in some sense. Yeah, I mean, trees, trees will look like yeah. trees, you know? Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. So they got some pretty amazing stuff there. We're going to be keeping an eye on them. I know their VR stuff is going to be coming out soon. We saw it a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, they've been you working know? on and, that uh, for a while. Yeah, apparently they've had some hiccups with it because it's been two years we haven't seen it. But sure. don't worry, it'll be another two years before any of us are going to have <laughs> VR shit anyway. You know? What is that, that like $700 for fucking VR headset? It's, it's a costly venture, but at least it may be... In time, everybody will have them. But yeah, I mean, I, I hear the Sony ones only like four hundred bucks. Yeah, so you know? it's not as bad. Um, but but the, you have to already have a PS4, exactly. And I think a camera. It yes. said something about having. I mean, I don't know the specifics, but yeah. either way, it sounded like a pain in the ass to me. But but we know some folks that are really digging into the world of VR, and that's Bethesda. Which during their conference, they announced Fallout Four, Skyrim, and Doom VR. Absolutely, man. Now that sounds like a trifecta of kick-ass games because Doom seems like exactly what they would put VR in, like straight from the get-go. Like, put it in some shit that's going to shake people up and make them fucking puke. I was going to say, that's <laughs> like, it's called, I like what they called it. It was the Doom VFR you know, edition. <laughs> it's like virtual fucking reality. Exactly. Because you know, the big fucking gun <laughs> yeah, came from yeah. Doom, you know? So <laughs> it's like that. That was, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they should add a P somewhere <laughs> there for puking. Because, yeah. I mean, I love Doom. You know, I Hell thought it was yeah. a great a great release. But, yeah. Like, having that, like, being in that world, like, mm -hmm. I, I, I I know I'd get sick. <laughs> I, I, I know you'd probably damn near break your neck in there looking <laughs> oh, around I'm, at fucking I'm, monsters uh, and shit. Oh, you know But it, they man. were talking about the reticles being great that, like whatever you're looking at is what you shoot kind of stuff and yes. you know but what's so incredibly impressive to me is taking the world of Skyrim and Fallout those massive fucking worlds that they have mm -hmm. and putting them uh, putting you in them you know and that's pretty amazing it's a pretty huge undertaking in the world of VR and in the the length and scope of the games within but Bethesda was just just getting started by announcing oh, yeah. its VR games because obviously those three games have been out. Yes. You know, yeah. we've all had the opportunity to play them a little bit. So they wanted to shake things up by telling us about some new shit they got. What kind of new stuff they got, Senior Bull? Well, first up, they've got a new uh, DLC coming out for Dishonored 2. Judging by the reactions to the uh, trailer for this DLC, it looks like it's definitely following in the footsteps of the other games. Then next up, we have Quake Champions, which is their way of diving back into like the esports arena mm -hmm. pretty much and that's what this is really it's our arena based battle game a combat base that you're gonna go up against other people so it's not gonna be so much for like a single player it's gonna be more sure. competitive yeah but, yeah it's a real arena style thing yeah. and i mean if I'm not mistaken, Quake like kicked off the esports like your thing. <laughs> you're absolutely correct, man. Before like StarCraft and you know even like some of the earlier BattleNet Warcraft stuff, mm -hmm. like Quake really kind of brought that whole thing. I remember being in like high school, yeah, and like getting our computers like to hook together and us playing Quake there, and that was just <laughs> so it just even it just started the that that flow of like the LAN party yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and when so. when you think about Doom and Quake, you think about those early early 
first-person shooter games, you know, those ones that were pioneered on PCs back in the day, the things you used to get on three-quarter floppy drives. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. And they, and, yeah, yeah, and they would just games. knock your socks off with their awesomeness. And if those two games being nowadays Bethesda properties wasn't enough, they took it one step further by reaching back into history and rewriting it with oh, Wolfenstein 2. Oh, <laughs> man, I know. That trailer, for one... I mean, you definitely couldn't call that a teaser because it clocked in at about eight minutes. <laughs> so, Hell yeah. It, and it was great. I mean, I loved like what they were doing. I mean, the way it started, you know, I mean, I don't know about you, El Bandito, but I had a little like bubbly in my tumbly because <laughs> I thought like we were getting a new Fallout game. Oh, like yeah. It was like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. But then like even once it kicked off and you started seeing some of the gameplay, it was like, Dude, this looks really cool. Like, Absolutely, you know, it's like you know, like what 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 is, what is this? Like until I, I think once I saw like the the Nazi soldier come mm-hmm. into like the malt shop, like I was like, oh man, this is a new Wolfenstein. You know, like Absolutely. I was. Absolutely, you know, yeah. Like, you were, you were just waiting for them to say it at one point. You know. Oh yeah, man. But yeah, that that looks great. It looks wild. Even yeah. what Peter Hines was like. Yeah, this thing's fucking bananas. Fucking bananas. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, you know, you got a pregnant woman stabbing a guy while a soldier takes LSD. (laughs) (laughs) That's some crazy shit, but that is what's great about Bethesda is they're taking Doom, Quake, and Wolfenstein, and they're absolutely keeping in step with exactly what those games embodied back their in the legacy. day. Yeah, yeah their yeah. legacy. It, it was a sort of rebellious sort of, hey, we're at work and this is what we choose to do with our computer yeah. kind of <laughs> mentality. And, and it just, you know, has sparked off into something that all these years later they can finally, you know, kind of do justice and really take those ideas and build on them into a whole world, into a whole universe, into what cinema would call a franchise. Sure. And you know what I like about Bethesda too is like, they're also one of the first companies to put console-based modding into their game. Mm-hmm. So this is a, this is pretty cool. Like, yeah. as much as it's, uh, you know, they have their free mods that all the user groups can, you know, still create and stuff. This uh, creation club is going to be where Bethesda will put out exclusive-based content that either they create or they closely watch another developer create, but then you will purchase. So they're like microtransactions, but they're not paid mods. Like yeah. it's it's in the sense that it's, you know, they've got it to uh, where it's almost like mini DLCs. I I think I would kind of put it as sure. And you know, like all of the armchair warriors out there in the world have taken up to their Reddit and are pitching up their freaking flags and pitchforks and torches, and they're going after Bethesda under this paid mods kind of you know, flag saying that like, oh, you know, we built all these mods from scratch and then we put them out and you fucked up our games, yes. you know, and you fucking <laughs> ruined our achievements and shit and fuck you free mod people out there. You know, like if you'd have made them worth a the shit to begin with, they wouldn't need a creation club to go back and fix your fucking broken shit. So I know you feel like you're some kind of Billy badass because you made a fucking death claw look like the macho man. But guess what? I like my console to fucking work. So fuck you. I'll pay a dollar to get a fucking Charmander in my fucking Fallout world. Exactly, <laughs> man. It's the sense that, you know, hey, those people can still have their free mods yeah. too. They're not taking that no. away. You know, and, and you don't have to these these aren't essential 
for the game. Yeah. So they're they're going to be at the, at the player's uh, behest. Behest, yeah. If if they want them, you got them. If not, hey, guess what? You get to still play yeah. the game that you purchased. Be- because you know what? A lot of people like me aren't using mods because I'm yeah. afraid they're going to fuck up my game. Because sure. why? Because all my friends have games that are fucked up because they <laughs> got fucking mods on there. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I like the idea of the Creation Club because, man, maybe I can spend a dollar or two here or there to get a new gun or something kind of cool that Bethesda's like, hey, here's something someone made. We checked it out. It's okay for your system. Um, you know, go ahead, take it, run with it. We polished it up, made it fit in the code. Whatever the fuck they're doing with the Creation Club thing. Do you know what but, it really reminds you of? Not to cut you, it, it makes me think of like the iPods or the the, the Apple Store. Yeah, like they have to approve everything that yeah goes through, so it has that extra stamp of satisfaction. Yeah, you know, I'm sure they do that to a certain extent with the mods, but they're so. You know, somebody comes home from work and they put together, you know, their own little mod that's kind of goofy, like you said, like mm-hmm. Macho Man. Yeah, they're not taking into account all those extra updates and stuff. These things, yeah. like you said, they're going to be manned by Bethesda. So, mm-hmm. yeah, anytime something that, comes up, they're going to fix it. And that's a great analogy because I have an Android phone and like half of the apps I download are fucking trash. Sure. You know, they're just fucking up my phone, eating up fucking memory, keeping my backlight on, putting notifications through. You know, that's what the mods are doing. It, it's shit. It, you know, there's a reason a developer spent five fucking years making a game. <laughs> you know, it's because there's a lot of shit that needs to work with it. And there's a reason it's not three guys doing it in their basement, but a team of a thousand people building this game because it's fucking hard, people. OK, Absolutely. if you want your free ma- free mods, man, they're out there. Go and use them. Go and get them. But don't knock some shit that other people like, too, you know, yeah. because now you're the fascist asshole who's saying, I can't have shit I want. Absolutely. And this segment brought to you by Justin McPatrick. <laughs> well, I got to say, man, you know, there is there's been a lot of disappointment voiced. And yeah, trust me, I'm sure, you know, some of us watched, you know, the the conference and we were hoping for different things, whether yeah. it be the imaginary Starfield or, you know, uh, you know, an announcement for Elder Scrolls or Fallout or whatever. But you know what? We know if you've played a Bethesda game and you enjoyed it, they release quality content. Mm -hmm. So guess what? If it takes them seven years to release that content, then so be it. I'd rather wait and have a game that I love than to get something that I'm going to be like, this shit sucks. Absolutely, man. You know, and you brought up an interesting point to me earlier. You said Fallout 3 came out in 2008. Yes. With the exception of New Vegas, which was really just built off the same system and by a, by a company. separate company. Yep. Yeah. You know, it took them, what, 10 years to give us Fallout 4? About that. When you think about the time and development, it was 2000. It was the end. It was almost 2016 by the time we've got okay. so about eight years. Yeah. So you got eight years to get Fallout 4, a game that's amazing, super great, you know, improved off the last one so well. Right. And then it took, what, a year and a half to go from Arkham City to Arkham Origins? Yeah. And Arkham Origins is a piece of shit. Exactly. And I know that was a different studio, so there's different sure. circumstances and stuff like that, but the principle is the same. If you rush this stuff, you're going to end up paying $60 for something that just ain't that great. Exactly. So let the people do what they do, man. Don't give them so much freaking garbage out there, Reddit user people. Yes, I'm talking to you. <laughs> you know? Shit, even 4chan didn't harp on them that bad. <laughs> exactly, man. And, and that, it, it's, it's very interesting to see that these people are... You know, they, they say they're cult-like fans. Well, yeah. if that's the case, then you'd be behind them supporting what they do. I mean, hey, Absolutely. listen, I'm not trying to be like, 
you have to listen to father company. Like, hey, if they do something you don't like, sure, you could say. But it's just the fact that these people are becoming like entitled assholes. That yeah. they're just like, we deserve. I even saw somebody put that they said that they deserve an apology for that conference. Apology for what? What, yeah. your time? You had to stay up to mid- get out of here. Yeah, you, they didn't have to do a conference at all. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it just, it, just, it just drives you crazy. Yeah. You can tell it's the different age groups and stuff. You're not fucking <laughs> special. <laughs> but anyhow, yes, we're very excited to. <laughs> Uh, see what Bethesda puts out for the rest of the year. That's what's cool. We know all this stuff that they announce. It's coming to us soon. We're going to get our hands on it. Yeah, and you know what? We love you, Bethesda. And (laughs) we want to know if all you beautiful people out there love Bethesda. If you do love Bethesda and you like them, we're going to put a post up on our Instagram with nothing but just the Bethesda logo right there in black. Go over to our Instagram page. Go over to our Facebook page, Power Hour of Love. Click a like on it. Drop a little heart on it. Whatever the shit it is you do on social media. Hashtag it, whatever. And uh, show some love out there. Let's spread some love for Bethesda. They do great shit. We all really love it. Come on. Show some love. Let us know what you think. Powerhourofelove at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on our toll-free number, the love line, 1-844-944-LOVE. But let's get right back to it. What else we got, Senor Bull? All right, man. We got some real wild stuff. I have to say one of the biggest things I took away from the PC gaming show mm-hmm. was that we got a new Mech Warrior game coming out that's going to be turn-based. Ooh. It's being put out by the same company that put out the Shadowruns Returns game. Nice. It's going to be based in the Battletech universe. So that's going to be one to really look for. Heck yeah. Yeah, it's already been, you know, it was one also kickstarted and stuff. So it's coming. It's just, it's in its very early stages. Then I also got a chance to check out the uh, Sony conference, which I have to say, very impressed with all the performances that they had in the conference, like in between the announcements and stuff. Mm -hmm. Sony definitely spent some good coin on like (laughs) the different attraction and stuff that they had in there. Very, very nicely done. I like that aspect. I have to say some of the games that they announced, I was pretty stoked for. There's the Uncharted the uh, the Lost Legacy, which is the next uh, chapter, and the I mean, I've never played any of those games because I don't have the the PlayStation, but sure. they always look rad. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like I played three, and I have to tell you, every Uncharted game I've ever seen a commercial for uh-huh. always looks like it's the last game they're ever gonna make, <laughs> and then they make another one, and I'm just like, that's a hell of an awesome franchise because that's pretty much how comics have been bought and sold yep. for a hundred years. Is that you always think like, oh, what could they do next, and then you- bam, some. Awesome you got it, man. No, it does. It always, it, I was always like hanging off like a yeah. 2,000 foot rock <laughs> well, or yeah, something. Drives a Jeep <laughs> off a cliff or something. But you want to talk about series that never die. Oh, yeah. Here we go. What Sony is- coming out, Call of Duty. World War Two. Yeah, I did watch the trailer for that one, and it looks pretty wild. Any of our our uh, fans out there that are historic buffs and stuff will probably be happy that you know they're going back to the old school and getting that World War Two action. And definitely, I got to say, I'm stoked about seeing another period kind of piece from Call of Duty. Uh, I always found those to be the best games, you know, Black Ops, Mm -hmm. you know, and everything. And Modern Warfare 2 was great, you know, and Modern Warfare was great because they kind of pushed it into modern times. Sure. But all the future set games, the advanced warfare and stuff, (sighs) that doesn't do it for me, man. Like, just give me a space game. You know, let me play Halo. There's no reason for me to play, like, you know, kind of goofy army soldier shit. And I mean... Don't get me wrong, Kevin Spacey kept me around. <laughs> but uh but I'm I'm glad to see going back to some some actual history stuff because a lot of times it's 
you know, the appeal to the game is like, I can't go out and just rip an AK-47 yeah. on the day-to-day, you know, um, but I could do that in Black Ops, you Absolutely, know? Absolutely, man. So if we're going to get some Browning submachine guns out there in a trench and just kick some ass, oh, like, man. let's do it, man. Absolutely, and the graphics look hot. And I got to say, if you want to talk about graphics, man, this upcoming God of War sequel yeah. that's coming out, that looks pretty killer. Yeah, Kratos looks like he has been through some shit. Oh, absolutely. Right? I mean, I remember the first two God of War games. I played both of them. Uh-huh. I fucking loved them. They were so yeah. good. But Kratos was such like a badass. Like he was just yep. like, and he reminded you of that guy that's like 22, just got out of the Marines or yep. something, yep. and he just wants to stomp, put boots to asses, yep. you know? And now it's like you watch it, like Kratos looks like he a dad. He yeah. is. He's got a kid. <laughs> yeah, that's his son. Oh, yeah, I, so didn't, I didn't know yeah. that, that he had a little son there. That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> to be keeping him safe most of the time but i know one that fell real near and dear to our hearts that came that they they ended their uh conference with of course because homecoming's just around the corner for them man <laughs> absolutely with the uh the display of uh, the upcoming spider-man game that's exclusive to sony so absolutely and it kind of sucks for the xbox fans out there to not get a spider-man game but you know sony decided to split some profits with marvel yeah it's like you know what fuck <laughs> xbox man yeah they were like we're gonna keep in. all that game money for us that seems to be where they're at and who knows maybe it'll be like you said one of those exclusives that we eventually uh, yeah a, a release <laughs> exclusive yeah so maybe we'll get it over on the xbox sometime soon but either way that looked amazing uh looks like it's going to feature some miles morales action yep. as long along with peter parker so you still get some classic action in there too love the new suit with the white it does look really sharp yeah, i like I mean, it the way he flies around on, on you know, and webbing people, I just think yeah. that looks so cool. It looks really good. It reminds me of Ultimate Spider-Man that came out on PlayStation 2. Yeah. That was yeah. one of the last games to come out on PlayStation 2, but fuck, dude, it was like the best Spider-Man game. It was a lot of fun. I remember that one. Just really good. They were so cool. Like you could go around the city and stuff. I, I think, yeah, some of those early mm-hmm. Spider-Man games were a blast. Super good. Okay, but real quick, what have they got going on over at Nintendo, Senior Bull? All right, man, I checked out this conference on, on Nintendo, and I have to say what I really appreciate about them is they skipped any of the BS. <laughs> like, it literally was just a showcase of what they were putting out. Like, there was no, there wasn't a lot of talking and stuff. I mean, plus, like, most of the guys that come out are Japanese. So it's like yeah. you hear them like talking in Japanese, and you got this guy being like, "Hi, I'm Sergi Matamoto," and I'm like, <laughs> and you're like, "That's not him." But um, no, but okay. So some three of the biggest games I think they announced that I'm like, well, they looked pretty fun. You had a new Kirby. You right. know, classic Kirby sure. and stuff all the time. You know, that looked like fun and cute and stuff. Yeah, he was one of my favorite characters because he was relatable. Just a fat fuck <laughs> eating a bunch of shit. Like, I, I could totally get into this dude's lifestyle. You know what I mean? I mean, Mario's um, always running around chasing tail and fixing yeah. pipes. I got nothing for that, you know? But you're like, but if- eating, eating some shit, eat my fucking problems. That sounds like exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, being that you mentioned Mario, of course, the Super Mario Odyssey was unveiled, nice. which it looks like. One of the major um, gameplay components is that is that Mario has this new cap called Cappy that looks okay. just like his old cap, but he can now throw it at the enemies, and then he kind of like possesses them. Ah, so it's like, okay. yeah, you could be like a Koopa Troopa, you could be a Bullet Bill, wow. and if you could hit it with your cap, like you go into it. Wow. Same thing with like different objects. Like you hit a rocket ship, and then you fly up. And so huh. it, it looks really innovative, and it looks like it, it's almost on that like Mario sixty four level of like whoa this is going to be some like good like searching around gotcha. and stuff like that yeah really i mean I, I the takeaway from the name is that it's epic yes you know you want to yes. call it an odyssey it's going to be epic you know it man and 
Last but not least, probably like the biggest surprise out of the Nintendo uh, camp, which I'm really excited about. And this might actually push me to buy a Switch, <laughs> but they're going to come out with Metroid Prime 4. Oh, nice. It's been a lot of years since we've gotten a new Metroid game. The last one that they released wasn't a Prime game. It was this like other M, like weird, like kind of mixed 2D, which usually I'm totally for, okay. but it just it just didn't. Didn't feel like Metroid, so hopefully this brings it back to the heart of the matter. So, oh, sounds cool. But all three of those games going to be on the Switch. I take that's going to be the Switch and definitely Nintendo exclusive licenses. So we won't we won't get those anywhere else. So if you want them, you gotta you gotta buckle down and buy the Switch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we just may have to, man. But you know, if you guys are sick of getting things thrown at you that are exclusives, here's a little something that wasn't totally exclusive to the Misfits. Here's Shining by Kyle Moss. Kyle Moss with his Misfits cover, Shining. 
Oh, that was an awesome track, man. But I, I have to say, was that a little bit more about Poltergeist? Than <laughs> the it's very funny, El Bandito, that you mentioned that. I think that's uh, confused Misfits fans for years. <laughs> that Yeah, the song itself is actually referencing uh, Poltergeist, and, but they named it Shining. So oh, well, maybe okay. they figured Poltergeist would be too long or something. <laughs> here's Poltergeist. And now they're just like, here's Shining. And they just get right into it, you know. But um, yeah, that was actually, uh, you know, off of their American Psycho album, which was the first time they featured a different vocalist than Glenn Danzig. So Ooh. that one's like, you know, some people like it because it's different. Other people are like, that shit sucks. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but I thought it was very fitting, though, because we have something else to talk about the Shining. That's right, Senor Boyle. If all you beautiful people out there are still looking for some more events to hear about, here are some in your local area in our brand new events section. Kicking it off, of course, is The Shining. Oh, yeah, man. I'm telling you, man, that's tomorrow night, man. It's finally on. I know we've been talking about it for a few weeks now. You know it, man. That's the movies of Lake Worth, morbid movies putting on the show on the big screen, man. So that's tomorrow night. $10 at the door, starts at 9.30 p.m., first 100 people get a raffle ticket and a button and all sorts of cool shit. You know, you get down there, get some classic popcorn, some movie oh, theater yeah. popcorn, man. Get yourself a little hot dog. They even got Charleston shoes, man. They do, man. So if you want to feel like you're eating even the fucking candy they were eating in the 70s, go down there and get that shit. Go see some classic Jack Nicholson, man. Oh, you know, and, here's Johnny. Yeah, check out this hell of an awesome flick. Plus, you get to see uh, Shirley Duvall, who never was officially a scream queen, but man, she she lets out some wails during that one. Oh, That's she absolutely sure. does, man. <laughs> well, well, wasn't that the kind of thing where like they seriously fucked with her on set of the movie oh, to like yeah. get her to be that way? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I heard like to her and to Scatman Quivers, I think who is who played Dick Halloran. You know, he he was like a classic actor, you know, yeah. and supposedly like he had like a breakdown yeah. like during the film. That's filming. the black guy. In the yeah, movie. yeah, Dude, yeah. that is the blackest name I ever heard. What was his name? Scatman Quivers, I think, or Kevers, or I, I forgot the last name, but I know his first name is Scatman. <laughs> that is He's fucking Scat cool, man. man. That's yeah. a cool name. But dude, I, my kid Scatman. <laughs> there you go. I don't know though, man. You do realize on the internet, like Scat. He'll be a German porn star. It's okay. okay. <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to make sure we brought that up. Just to you know, I, I have you. some German in the old family there. It's all right. Scat Eaten man. Eaten There you go. Scat man bandito. <laughs> but um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, uh, Stanley Kubrick was very, uh, very hard on uh, Shirley Duvall and uh, Scat Man. So. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have some other good events coming down uh, very soon. On uh, Saturday, June 24th, there's the Benefit for the Homeless and Scott Dickinson's Birthday Bash. That's going to go down at Oceanside Pub in Jensen Beach. The show is completely free and it kicks off around 7 p.m. Then on uh, the following Sunday, which is June 25th, Haircuttery is having their cutathon to support Police Athletic League. This is exclusive to the Haircuttery in St. Lucie West, and it's going to happen from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Absolutely, man. So it's a good cause. Get out there, get get a cut, help the Police Athletic League, keep some kids off the street. Oh, yeah, man. And if that's not enough for you, we got a big one coming at you the uh, weekend or the week of july 4th well look, come on let's be honest i always kind of got a big one coming out of it. <laughs> oh you're saying on, on july 4th you're gonna let that <laughs> bottle rocket fly <laughs> bottle rocket come on it's like a roman candle <laughs> well on 
July 3rd, which is a Monday, but the next day is July 4th, so hopefully most people will have it off. Yeah, you'll, you'll have the night off, so you yeah. want to go out, get wrecked. But uh, yeah, you, well, you're definitely going to want to get wrecked with these guys. We got the dwarves coming to town with Richie Ramone. Hell yeah, that's going to be down at the Propaganda in Lake Worth. Oh, yeah. It's going to run you $20 a ticket. It's going to kick off at 8 p.m. It is an 18 and over show, so definitely keep the little ones at home. But trust me, with the dwarves being there, <laughs> you're uh, you're going to want to keep the little ones at home with <laughs> such hits as uh, it, be- it Better Be a Woman, you know, and uh, what's the other... He's in love with everyone's girl, I think. Is nice. or, or, they're, they're, They've got a bunch of- They sound of, like they write songs for me. So. Hey, <laughs> let me tell, I think you actually would dig the dwarves. Maybe we'll see if maybe we can play some of them on a future uh, episode. But definitely, guys, we got a lot of cool uh, events you know, coming at for the rest of the summer. So definitely check back in. And uh, if you know of an event, definitely reach out to us and let us know. We'll talk about it. Absolutely. Hit us up at thepowerhouroflove at gmail.com on our toll-free number where you can leave a message 24-7 to one 844 944-LOVE. Let us know about your events or things you want to hear about, and we'll make sure to get it on the air. Until next time, this is El Bandito. And Charbol. From the Power Hour of Love, we'll be here next Thursday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, and we'll see you there. Yeah. I don't understand. Things were going so great. What happened? Something must have happened. It's not you. It's me. Uh, listen, I was thinking we should break up or whatever. I am breaking up with you. Consider that a divorce.